and welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour, with myself, Sarah Sharman, and the wonderful, slightly original, eccentric Daniel Confino. Hello, Sarah. Hello, how are you today? I'm up and ready for this discussion. Discussion about what? Well, you said that this was Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour. Yes. So I understand most of those words. But not neighbour. Neighbour is something that we've all had to wrestle with during the COVID crisis. And I've actually done a bit of homework on the subject, ready for this talk. Okay. Yeah. Do so, share? Well, so it starts off with, with biblical references, actually. Um, if you remember as far back as the Ten Commandments. Oh, yes, I remember writing them. Yep. Moses <laughs> coming down Mount Sinai, you know to yeah. meet the Israelites who've been waiting expectantly for him, see what sort of a deal he'd done with God. Okay. You know, the tablets of stone. Um, I'm not sure what the order is, but one of them was love thy neighbour. Mm, yes. And, um, and confusingly, I always think, somewhere else, lower down, was do not covet thy neighbour's wife. Do not covet thy neighbour's wife. Yeah. Don't cover her. Covet, covet. No, covet means... Um, Show lascivious intentions towards her. Oh no! So in another I, word, I don't I, know. Lisci I her lascivious. Up, I her up more <laughs> than is respectable. Oh, okay. You know. Yes. Respect your neighbour's property, and in those days, I think that included the missus. Right. I mean, of course, that wouldn't go today. But um, so yeah, so there there was um, this biblical, um, you know, or God-given uh, instruction to to love thy neighbour, but. But who is thy neighbour? Is it the person who lives next door to you? Or is it somebody that you should care about? Because we're all really neighbours. Yes, it's in, people in, that you... In humankind. You, you pass by, you encounter. Yes, and this, of course, takes us back to the, um, the famous parable that Jesus um, recounted of the Good Samaritan. Mm. Um, now, I did a bit of homework on this story, and um, the incident involving the, the Good Samaritan involved um, a robbery and assault on this poor traveller who was travelling between Jerusalem and Jericho, and apparently there was a famous blind bend in the road where the, the robbers used to hang out because you couldn't see them as you were approaching, and they would pounce on you, and they left this chap blood-stained and penniless. Oh, I remember this story, And yes. broken. And as Jesus tells the story, um, first of all, a priest passed by, mm. and then a, a Levite, which is a Jewish person, passed by. So he got the two religions covered there. Okay. And then a Samaritan passed by. Right. Who was a good Samaritan who stopped and cared for this person. I, I think in, the details are he put him on his donkey took him to an inn, yes. paid the innkeeper for his lodgings, came back the next day to pay for any extras, you know, like from the mini bar or, or any movies he'd watched. Oh, dear. <laughs> any of those sort of good things. And, um, and so Jesus asked the question, who is, who is thy neighbour? And, and, and really he was saying that it's anybody who needs you. And you should care about everybody, even if they're a complete stranger. Indeed, yes. Um, but in our case, that. Sarah, we, we've taken more the Germanic approach, which is the fact that we live close to one another. 
Okay, we and do. We do. And, um, and that's how we know each other, in fact, isn't it? It is. Because I saw you going by. No, you didn't. <laughs> when you tell your story. I am what you call a nosy neighbour. Oh. And I was passing. I saw you had some vans outside and stuff was being shifted. Sounds a bit... Anyhow, yes, there was some I moving going on. the boys in blue on. aren't listening to this. <laughs> and I was thinking, what's going on here? Because occasionally in my neighbourhood, in our neighbourhood... Things get left outside for people to take. So if they don't mm. want it anymore, if it's still in usable condition, they'll leave it out and it will find a new home by someone passing by. So I asked the guys that were moving these uh, objects, who lives here? <laughs> is, the, is the owner around? Me being cheeky, seeing what else is happening, what's going to be given away, something like that. No, I, I actually wanted to find out because I'd taken things over the years. And I thought, oh, I'll just well, say th hello. Th things we'd left on the wall. Things we'd left on the wall oh, yeah. outside to oh, find yeah. a new home. We, we never knew who took those, really. We were always happy that they found a better, a better home. Yes. Anyway. So uh, I asked the guys that mm. were there that day helping out, and they brought the owner out, which was you, Daniel. And I said, oh, are you the owner? Who's asking? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I've just taken some things from your wall over the past, and uh, I just wanted to see who was living here. I'm so nosy. Could you imagine just knocking on someone's door or passing by and going, do you own this place? Just imagine if you hadn't taken that initiative, if you hadn't been that brazen mm. and bold. We, we wouldn't be sitting here around this microphone. I know. I know. Um, socially distanced, of course. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so we got chatting. He offered me a few other things that they were getting rid of. And the dog. Yeah, the dog. That was an unusual thing to chuck in, wasn't it? Yes. But, uh, but that also turned out to be quite fortuitous. Yes, yes. Because you, you, you're a dog lover who doesn't want to own a dog. Do you know what? I wasn't actually a dog lover. Oh. I was actually quite afraid of dogs growing up. Not afraid, but I'd been chased by a few and there's some vicious ones on the estate that I grew up on. But uh, as I've got older, it's nice to have the company of a dog every so often. Mm. So he offered a dog, which, though it wasn't yours, was it? <laughs> no, I was... Um... I was trying to average down, as they say in my world, by having somebody else who was able to look after her from time to time. And that turned out to be you. So we became better acquainted neighbours in that way. Yes. And... Because um, I'd come and borrow the dog. You would. Stop by for tea. And, um, and so, yes, it... it I mean, all of us have seen more of our neighbours. You know, we don't go out on a Thursday and bang pots anymore. But, um, you know, every, as everyone is housebound, you do tend to be more aware of your neighbours than, than usual. Sometimes you can see that through when cars never move and, and, and so forth. But, um, yeah, I think for our talks, it's important to know who we mean. And um, I was, um, you know, I actually have a legal training as well. Okay. I did a law degree. And 
everyone who did a law degree knows about one case even if they forget everything else they did at law school they they um they remember one case which in law enshrined something called the neighbor principle and this was a, a case of um a bottle of ginger beer mm. which was claimed to have a snail decomposing in it oh. and um I think there's quite a sort of strong body of opinion that the whole thing was was shammed up because ginger beer is in a brown bottle. Yeah. So you can't see inside it. And this person drank the ginger beer from the bottle, um, mm. which is not normal in 1926 or 1928 when this case was so brought. So she should have poured it into a glass. Yeah, and then she would have seen something was awry. Oh. <clears throat> but we think that um, she was making her case having the benefit of a previous case against the company AG Bar, which makes Iron Brew. I'm familiar with Iron Brew. And somebody had brought a case against Iron Brew claiming a dead mouse in the bottle <gasps> a few years earlier <clears throat> and had lost their case. Mm. So I bet you she thought, I know. I'm going to take them down. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to improve on AG Bar's case. And um, and come up with a much better, uh, unarguable case. I mean, to this day, no one knows whether there was a, a snail. And we, we said when we were talking about biscuits that we would have to deal with mice and, and snails. Do you remember that? Yes, you did we, say that. We did. So we. I have... was fully paying attention. <clears throat> so, um, so Lord Atkins um, came up with this principle um, called the neighbour principle which is that you have to take into account anybody who is foreseeably going to be harmed by your actions or inactions. And this all got converted into, you know, Jesus said, love thy neighbor, or maybe God said, love thy neighbor. Um, but the law says, do not harm thy neighbor. So somehow, in all these years, we've gone from something which was a, a very laudable, ambition of, of loving your neighbor to just sort of not harming them you know yes and and so that's really i think explains why we keep away from our neighbors to a large extent that makes more sense because if you're told not to harm them you don't have to love them because some people might think that love in a romantic way or in a way just general platonic love but harm your neighbour, because maybe you've got an annoying neighbour. Yeah. Maybe you've had a few confrontations with your neighbour. does happen. Maybe, yeah, so don't harm them. I mean, a few people have chopped up their neighbours, haven't they? <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I, think, I think when things get beyond, a, you know, a, to a pretty pass for that to happen. But, mm. I mean, apparently... A lot of people are very unhappy where they live because of the neighbours that they discover are there. And I mean the immediate neighbours. Yeah. This is the German use of the word Tisch Nachbar. Nachbar being obviously where we got neighbour from. Right. Um, meaning next door. Okay. Although the Germans make a distinction with the person you're sitting next to at table who's just a Nachbar. A um, Nachbar. But because does that he, have to be at a table? Yes, it has to be. Someone sat next to you. At a restaurant, oh, I, I guess on it, the it's, bus. Yes, it sort of means somebody who's just for that 
moment in time next to you, but next you know, to you, okay. but, they, but you know, later on they could—they're not a permanent fixture. Okay. But your neighbours in the house next door—that's more serious. They're not going to just get up and go after paying for their cappuccino and cinnamon bun, are they? Yeah. You know, that makes sense. They, they have two two different words. Yeah. It's like the Spanish have two words for corner. You know, they have the internal corner, like of a room. Right. And the external corner, like on a street. Oh. <clears throat> so a corner that you can't escape from. Yeah. And a corner that you can go round. Exactly. It's, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure it changes everything for them um, in terms of their appreciation of, of the world. Mm. But so, so here we are with, with neighbours um, that if only you'd sort of check them out more i mean you know if you've ever bought and sold property they ask millions of questions about drains and subsidence trees and arguments and this and that but then they never ask about uh, the neighbors no they don't Uh, i I, I mean i haven't at least the times that i've moved i've not gone oh well who lives Mm. next door it's funny how um issues come out with neighbors sometimes when you know I, i once went round to our neighbor to say that their bonfire was really causing quite a lot of nuisance. It was a very damp, smoky, wet bonfire. Mm. How and did that go down? Well, well, what I found out from, from confronting, in the, in the most gentle possible way, to sort of say, look, you know, I, I suffer from a, a slight lung. I have COPD, which means my lungs are only working at 57% of their, their normal efficiency. Right not getting any better and so the smoke was making life intolerable so i went around to have a little chat with them and what i discovered was that they for years had been living with a with an unspoken concern about our extractor fan from the kitchen and and i was always um very interested in grilling very big pieces of meat that produce masses of smoke and i had this huge extraction unit that just pumped whatever was coming off the cooker, right out towards the neighbours. Oh, no. So and they brought this up when you went round to complain about the smoke of their bonfire. Yeah, so suddenly it was, it was kind of smoke meets smoke. You know, I mean, it was like, well, you have the cheek to come round and complain about our bonfire. I mean, for years, every time you, you, every time you start up that extractor fan, it, it's like, you know, 747 taxiing <laughs> down the runway. And, and I mean, I said, well, at least it was a delicious smell. Which they didn't disagree with, but you know sometimes these things are just hidden and and, and they're nursed as grievances. People mm. grinding their teeth. Oh, it's the confinos doing a Turkish meze today. Mm. Um, I mean, have you never had some sort of a encounter with your neighbours where this type of thing has come out? No, not in my adult life. Maybe my parents had a few issues with our neighbours growing up but as a neighbour in my adult life as I said I'm a nosy neighbour I'm a very friendly neighbour I have the phone number pretty much everyone who's connected to my flat so the three below actually two of them next door to the right to the left I don't have their number but I do uh, speak loudly to them across the hedge or wave to them as they're passing or tell them that they're not parking correctly oh, well. <laughs> when they're trying to get in a huge gap not even a small gap I'll be <laughs> there assisting them guiding them back into a space but uh, I like to feel my neighbours can 
talk to me and call upon me if I wish to help. Actually, I was leaving the other day and my neighbour had left a note asking if I could get a key cut for her for the door that leads into the flat, like the building of where our flats are. But I've actually been avoiding her lately because she's slightly... She's not... How do I put this politely? Hmm. Don't, don't be polite. Just tell everyone. Her mind is not as it was. She's, or her temperament. She's, she's a couple of cards short of a full deck, is she? Yes. And as they say. Yes. There are other expressions for that, you know, screws loose. Yeah. Mis missing stuff. Yeah, she's a little bit... She's <clears throat> mad. She's actually... No, she is actually... I think she's going to have an onset dementia soon. But she's asking me to get a key cut. She's always looking for her front door key. There's always something going on. And now she's left me a note to ask me to get her a key cut. Which is fine. But she's not giving me any money. Which... I always ask for money up front. <laughs> Because too many people take advantage of my kindness and I have never seen money again yeah. in certain situations. <clears throat> but, yeah, anyhow. Some neighbours, you see them, it's fine. Sometimes you just don't want to speak to them, so you'll just hurry on past. And sometimes you've got a few moments to spare in your day, so you'll have a chat and, yeah, yeah pleasantries I mean are exchanged. <clears throat> but for now, I'm quick exit especially if i've got my bike i try and carry it down the stairs so quickly mm. shut the door quietly and pedal off as fast as i can and mm. then sneak mm. back in it's funny isn't it you know because it sounds a bit like a version of um, do you remember in the in the old days you used to get on an airplane oh yeah and then a random person would sit next to you you know you you, you never knew who it was going to be particularly on on easy jet where what they... version of neighbor is that in german daniel Oh, I think that's probably the Nach bar, the you know the table version, because they will eventually go. But if it's a transatlantic flight or a, a long haul, mm. you could be in for you know eleven hours or something of, of being in a neighbourly position with that person. Mm. I mean, and if they have a weak bladder and you're on the aisle, oh, yeah. your life could be or other unpleasant habits. And then, you know, your life could be hell. Now, look, before we get on to the plane, I'm just going to ask you a question. Can a neighbour be vertically above or below you, or do they have to be to the side of you? Because I, I'm not clear that a neighbour is the person living underneath you. Do you think they are? Is it, say that again. Um, a a neighbour. Yes. Can they be the person living in the flat underneath you or above you? Or are they always to the side, side of you? Side by side, yes. Well, as I'm top floor flat, yeah, I do call the people below me my neighbour, or sometimes. What do they call you? The Just person. very annoying, clickety clacking around with your stilettos on the on the hard wooden floor. They call at, me at, the um, amazing, wonderful Sarah from the top floor flat. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm sure you've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I hear everything. I hear. Stick my head out the window. I'm that mm -hmm. type of neighbour. There's a, a noise outside. I'm there seeing what's going on. But can you call people below you a neighbour? Yes. Okay. I, I guess on because the base... Because it's, it's the... Uh, 
Nakbar. The Nakbar, or or it's the it's it's Atkins' neighbour principle, where there's somebody that you should be caring about, because they could be affected by your actions or mm. inactions. Yeah. They're reasonably foreseeable as somebody. So if you do walk around in your stilettos at midnight on the hard floor, why would it be at midnight? I don't be, know. I'm just everyone try- closes at just, ten p.m. I'm just try- I'm just trying to make you as you know, like the name as much the neighbour from hell as possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the uh, back to the the plane situation. I mean, you do have that moment, don't you, when you all get comfortable. You've put your bags up top. You've got your blanket, your, your headphones, you know, your menu, whatever, all the paraphernalia sort of down. You've tucked yourself in, and then then your neighbour might just turn to you and, and sort of see if you want to engage <clears throat> in conversation. Or yeah. in the, and so you could spend the next 11 hours just staring at the screen in front of you, reading, sleeping, eating, just resolutely ignoring that person. Okay. Or you could, once you've started to engage, find that they want to talk to you for 11 hours and they're the most annoying person you've ever had the misfortune of finding is a nakbar. Well, there's for... always a polite way to exit a conversation, even if you're stuck next to them for 11 hours. You just say, there's something I've been really wanting to watch on here. It's been great speaking to you. Let's reconvene in two or three hours. Yeah. Or, I'm feeling quite tired now. I'm just going to have a few, <clears throat> a few moments sleeping. A few moments. You see, a few hours. <clears throat> you can always make an exit. Yes. yes or just but, tell <clears throat> them outright. Oh. And however badly it goes wrong, you know, even if it is 11 hours later, you will eventually just get rid of them yes hopefully but if it's the tish knack bar uh-huh um and you have the same problem with your the neighbors you live with yes that if you engage with them you might never be able to quite get rid of them whereas if you resolutely ignore them from the, the get-go then you just establish those relations this is the right up front this is what i'm going through at the moment so i've never really been able to uh, get rid of this neighbour, and now I'm trying to avoid them. Yeah, I mean the 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 problem of um, of deciding whether you want to engage with your neighbour on a plane is not the same as the decision of whether you want to engage with your neighbour next door. What the Germans call the Tischnachbar, because they're not going away, and if you get it wrong with them, you live with the consequences. You do. And you were saying that you're going through something like that at the moment. Yes. So, obviously, I've been a very helpful neighbour over the years. But now, as someone's personality is slightly changing, I need to keep my encounters with them very short, minimal, quick exit, dive out, or just avoid them completely. Not because they're horrible, it's just they can consume so much of my mm. time. But some people are lonely, and the neighbours are the only people they can talk to. Yes, no, she does live alone and loneliness does come into it. So I do speak to her when I have time, but still she could take up four to five minutes of my day. Yeah. So now I'm trying to condense that to like five minutes. And I just Me- say, often I just use the toilet as an excuse. I'm like, well, oh, I really need to do, like, do go upstairs because I'm bursting for the loo. And then... so this is the weak bladder excuse. Yes. Or if I'm trying to leave the mm-hmm. house, say i'm so sorry i've got to dash i'm already running Mm. late we had a very funny um incident on a plane actually if i can go back there for a minute we were all traveling 
transatlantically, the whole family. And um, I think Samuel, our eldest, was um, was up in front looking for the seat row, and he got it wrong by one. I think we were in twenty three, and he stopped at twenty two, and so we all sat down in twenty two, and you know whatever it was, A B C D E, and um, and then somebody who really should have been in that row came along, and we had to move one back, and so I sat down next to this guy after making a lot of kerfuffle so we had to talk to each other you know because whatever would normally happen on planes you know the, 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 he had to sort of engage with me and um <clears throat> it turned out to be quite amusing because we had the little chit chat where are you from he said oh you'll never know um where i'm from i said oh, go and try me i'm quite well traveled he said oh boston and links lincolnshire oh. i said you know boston that's one of my favorite cities uh, my father used to work for Marks and Spencers, and um, he would often get us the day off school. I was only at primary school, and he would visit these stores that weren't doing very well. You know, the ones the numbers were all wrong, and um, we'd come and spend the day in the place, and then meet him at five thirty um, when he'd finished, and, and go home. And um, uh, he said, and "The other guy said that's, that's very interesting because my dad was the manager at Marks and Spencers." No. And we compared notes, and definitely I had met his father at the end of the day because there was this whole procedure where we would shake hands with the manager, receive a bag of goodies, actually biscuits and, and cake-type things for the journey home. Wonderful. And so, yeah, you know, we, we became lifelong friends as a result. And, he, you know, started, it was amusing because he thought I wouldn't know where he lived and ended up that I met his dad in some dodgy circumstances because it also meant his dad was screwing up the numbers you know yeah so it was a bit mixed that's yeah i thought <clears throat> an awkward uh, slightly awkward way to meet somebody yeah i met your dad because he was a complete failure yeah yeah at least you don't have to live next door to this guy and no, share that awkwardness. no that's true it was just what a nine ten hour flight <laughs> <laughs> yes well that, that's exactly the point um so yeah you know the 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 neighbor um problem is uh, is particularly aggravated at the moment i think because people do want to talk with the people that are around them they do and my uh, other neighbor so the lady in the ground floor she's one i'm trying to dodge then the man below me he's not so bad he does take up a lot of time but i'll occasionally get a three-course meal from him or last week he was inviting me around for crumpets crumpet yes was it um the crumpets the way i like them well who knows i didn't have time to go round, and See i bumped the... into him and he's like sarah you've not been round. i bought the crumpets and it's looking forward to having a chat with you i was like mark don't you worry they're freezable i will come round when i've got more time on my hands but there's nothing worse than a lukewarm crumpet no, you know there's yeah. just been put in the toaster for a insignificant amount of you know just a gesture of heat doesn't really melt the butter and tastes stodgy mm. and it's got all those calories and you didn't enjoy it and you had to eat it out of some sense of duty you need crumpets need to be really well heated you do um i've had a thought for you sarah though you know if you're finding that you're doing the sort of social service for your neighbors yes maybe you should become the the carer you know and then you Absolutely can get, you can get paid no 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 no, thank you. <laughs> Just the occasional <clears throat> good deed. <clears throat> well, look. But I... you have to, you have to put your foot down. So, as my neighbour Mark says, you want to be nice and have a good uh, 
rapport with your neighbour, but you don't want to live or rely on your neighbour. Because if there's any issues, then it could re uh, ruin the whole friendship or whatever dynamic yeah. that is. Yeah. So nice enough, helpful enough, but then <clears throat> also know the some, boundaries. Some, some limits. Yeah. I get it. Well, look, can I go back to the biblical reference, which is where we started? Yes. I think so there's, 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 there's love thy neighbor, yeah. which is anybody who really needs your help. You mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure we can all claim to have reach that very high intention you know it's it's it would be quite demanding if we if we took the time out of our busy day to put people on donkeys and take them to inns and make sure they, their wounds were dressed and you know that they had enough money to pay for all the extras and and so forth yeah even though we did get written up in history for all time you know which is not not we never found his name though it's just the good samaritan, good samaritan. <clears throat> could be any one of thousands of people um but the the other one that, that do not covet thy neighbor's wife. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> so you're allowed to covet somebody who isn't your neighbor's wife. You know, I mean, I think what it, what, what what the Ten Commandments are saying there is you can really pollute the local environment, right? If you behave badly in, yeah. in your neighbourhood, because you know then. But as you're, long you're, as you're, they, you know, they're not the wife of someone, you can covet them. Yeah, or if they're not your neighbour, because they live. More than two doors down, probably. Um, <clears throat> I think, there's I a think... loophole in that one, isn't there? <laughs> well, there's a bit of a contradiction between, you know, love thy neighbour and do not covet thy neighbour's wife. Um, you know, because you could argue that is a form of love. But, um, you know, but then adultery is banned as well. So, you know, actually, if you think about it, there is some logic to the, to the Ten Commandments. They... I should hope so. Yeah, you know, they, they kind of say you can do this, but don't go that far. You know? Oh, like go to work, but don't go to work. Well, I think they're saying love thy neighbour, but don't don't cross the line. I mean, you're you're making the same point. You know, you, you didn't write the Ten Commandments, but you, it sounds like you're on the way to writing a few, you know, house rules. House rules, yes. That would ensure good neighbourly behaviour. So. so yeah, but I think I think there's something in that about you know don't. But I mean, people generally don't do bad things in their own street no. there's a russian proverb that if everyone sweeps the street in front of their house the whole street is clean yes and they do that in togo in togo so my mum's from togo and every so what, morning, they get up in the morning and they sweep the street they sweep outside their house and it's always presentable i mean it's a bit of a losing battle because it's quite sandy there so what would be the... along but yeah it would what, make a world of difference what would be the sanction in togo if um if somebody hadn't got round to doing it and the whole street was clean, but there was just one really sort of scuffed up, scuddy, no. scruffy, whatever. I guess people, the neighbours would just look and be like, oh, well, they've not done theirs. What a, what a letdown. Mm. See, my wife has got to the point where she puts the bins away for the lazy people in the street that, that don't take their bins back in after the dust. No, she needs to. That's the boundary. You need to, you need to stop, stop that. that yep. Because they think, don't worry, that lovely lady from... <laughs> number whatever will do it for us yeah so, yeah. so Be nice but not too nice so there is this this point about neighborly behavior that you don't piss on your own doorstep oh did i say doorstep <laughs> <laughs> i'm listening and um yes yeah, so that you know i, I think that's what the do not covet their neighbor's wife is saying because he could he could have just said do not covet anybody else's wife 
couldn't yeah. couldn't he you know and he didn't have much space on the 10 you know the two tablets there wasn't a lot of room to get it right no so he could have missed out a few words so, you know i mean the word thy neighbor you know that's that's a long word you know i mean obviously it was in hebrew so i don't know what the word in hebrew for neighbor is i could bring somebody up and find out but either way you could have saved a bit of you know space possibly and uh, so obviously he really meant neighbor's wife um so yeah i think that that god in those days had some idea that you should just behave well in your own street the people immediately around you it's not just oh, yes. the and whereas the good samaritan was somebody that that you would never know maybe never knew again that's it um so if you're going to cause trouble just don't do it close to home that's right. That's right. And I think burglars actually adopt that principle. They, 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 they don't usually go too far, but they don't go right next door. No. That's a bit obvious. It is. Well, maybe it's quite clever because their neighbours would probably think, oh, it could never be that next can, door. Can you imagine if you lived suspecting that your neighbours had done that to you? In the early days when we were living in that house you referenced, mm. we didn't have a proper wall to the side it was still open they were building the wall and, and somebody bought us in a bought us a moving in present of a pear tr- uh, no, not a pear a plum tree a nice one from brogdales and that's the good place to go okay and somebody and we learned later from the bricklayer who was working on it we, we found out who had stolen this tree in the night they stole the tree they stole the tree yeah and so for a we had to live with the knowledge that our pear tree and plum tree had been taken by one of our neighbours. I'm so shocked someone has come in and stolen a tree. Yeah, because they could, because there was no wall. I mean, yeah, people are opportunists. But how bizarre. Oh, do you know what I really need in life? A plum tree. Plum tree. Oh, I've just seen one planted is, down the road. Let's go by and... Is, is there a plum tree mentioned in the 12 days of Christmas? How about, well, no, it's a pear tree, isn't it? A pear it? tree, yeah. Well, yeah, not a plum. Yeah. That's why I was getting confused. Because I'm, oh, I'm getting so, I'm so looking forward to singing for Christmas by myself or with a maximum of five other people in the garden. You could just do a conference call. Yep. Zoom Christmas. All right. Well, I am going to exit here because, as I said... You want to be nice, but not too nice to your neighbours and know those boundaries. And I have a feeling I'm going to get kicked out very, very soon. So (laughs) let's keep the peace here and do join us again for Homespun Wisdom Talks With My Neighbour. Goodbye from me, Daniel. And so long for now. Ciao, ciao.